This is High School Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitin Jalodanki and Ayush Agarwal. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of High School Not So Much a Musical. Today, we are joined with Mr. Carlson, who has been a cameraman for many different news companies. He has toured the United States with the president and even has a book called 9-11 with the POTUS, which will be linked in the description of this podcast. To give you a quick idea of what it is, it's about the time Mr. Carlson was with the POTUS in Florida during 9-11, and then talks about the series of events in which President Bush didn't know what was going on. So, Mr. Carlson, if you could give the listeners a quick introduction about yourself, that would be great. Hi, how you doing, guys? Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I spent um, uh, 42 years in the news film business, um, and uh, the last 38 of it were uh, with one of the broadcasting networks in Washington, D.C., where we covered the president and uh, Capitol Hill, all the government goings on. Uh, so I, I really had the pleasure of covering six different presidents, and uh, I did put together a little ebook a few months ago on uh, 9-11, 2001, I was on the trip with President Bush to Florida when all the 2001 events occurred. And um, the book uh, chronicles his journey out of Florida through two Air Force bases back to Washington, D.C. Uh, and the, the journey of the press trying to uh, sort out information through uh, the shock, fear and disbelief that was happening that day. Uh, and then there were a number of other press people, 60 people who got left in Florida and it, their journey, it, it also covered their journey back to Washington, which took another few days. Uh, and that's pretty much it. It's available on uh, Kindle, Apple Books, Kobo, all the ebook guys have it. It's just an ebook. Anyhow, that's, that's the book. What did you want to ask me? Yeah, so um, if you could maybe like uh, give an introduction or just give us a little background of like which presidents you were able to meet with and um, like film on video, or you could talk about like your position in news reporting. Was it like a journalist? Were you standing in front of the cameras or were you sort of like behind the scenes, you could say? Okay, when I started in the news business, um, it was a multi-person job. I mean, today you could have somebody literally with an iPhone doing the whole thing filming, reporting, the, the broadcasting via the phone. But uh, back when I started, like in the 1970s, it, we started with film. So it was a multi-person effort at that point in time. So it was always a reporter working with a camera crew or maybe just a single camera person. So um, I was not the reporter. I was a camera person trying to uh, create pictures which could be used with a reporter's words. I mean, working together all day, talking about how we were going to uh, try to get elements for a piece to, you know, what what visuals can we cobble together? What, what people can we talk to and so forth and so on. Um, so uh, the whole process, if you work for a television news outlet, it's very collaborative. Um, certainly in today's world, you can do it on your iPhone if you want as a solo effort but when you work uh, if you work at one of these television networks it's literally like a video factory so you're you're just uh, there are many people in the collaborative process so I worked as a cameraman um, so just spanning the 40 plus years you know it started with film um, so I was you know I would shoot film process film edit film 
Um, uh, a few years later, we went to videotape and we were, we were shooting uh, three quarter inch tape um, and uh, editing videotape, which was was interesting. Uh, not, I mean, not, you know, it was done electronically. Um, it wasn't done with a razor blade or anything like that. Uh, and then, you know, as things evolved, it went from three quarter inch tape to half inch beta tape, they called it. And then eventually to uh, disc media, and then eventually to, you know, memory, random access memory, random access memory like we have today. Um, along the way, a lot of uh, live transmission, when we went to electronic cameras, live transmission via microwave. And then now, um, a lot, most of the transmission is done with cellular, like little backpacks that ha might have like a dozen uh, cell like air cards in them. So I was, I was you know, run, running a camera uh, and putting people on the air uh, or shooting all the visuals that could be assembled in an editing room uh, to illustrate a story. So I was behind the scenes essentially, or I was just on the other side of the camera, basically. That, that's pretty much a description of, of what I was up to. Oh, you wanted to know presidents? Okay, I, when I came to Washington, Reagan was president. I was, I was a junior member of the staff there, so I didn't do a whole lot with Reagan, but um, I covered Reagan. I covered uh, then Bush, uh, which was Bush number 41, President 41. Uh, then uh, two terms of Clinton after that. And then we had Bush 43, which was son of Bush, <laughs> right? And um, then Obama two terms of Obama and then uh, Trump. I worked the first two years of the Trump term uh, before I retired. Um, and I got to uh, shoot just about every kind of event you could imagine with these people in, 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 in many cases all over the world. Um, so that's kind of a summary of, of what I was up to. Okay, so thank you so much for that introduction on you. And in the past, we've talked to a journalist, but they mainly worked on like publishing articles and columns in a small newspaper. So obviously that's different from what you do. So what does a typical day look like for Chris Carlson? So if, we were, if we were to go into the day of the life of Chris Carlson, what exactly would it look like? <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is there, there are many different types of typical days, but no, no one of them is the same as the next. Um, to be honest, you know, variety in the news business is sort of the spice of life because uh, a, a lot of things, uh, a lot of types of news events repeat themselves. So you don't really want to do the same type of thing every day because it there's there's a lot of repetition in it. If you get to sort of be a, a generalist where you do a little bit of uh, this, that, and the other, <clears throat> at least on the side of making visuals, it's it keeps it in more interesting um, but in washington uh, my time in washington you know pretty much there's you know the white house there's capitol hill then there's a whole batch of experts ex-government people think tanks uh you name it that are all sort of sandwiched in between um where the news media is constantly trying to extract expert opinions uh, from this collection of, of people uh, in this city. Um, so, you know, you know, we would rotate in and out of uh, 
of working the White House uh, or working Capitol Hill or just doing the other things around town. Um, we would also rotate the trips, uh, all the presidential trips through the White House and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, one day might just be, go you know, you're in the White House for, you know, a, a month at a time, let's say, and uh, you would do uh, photo opportunities with the president, you would do um, they have a lot of East Room events uh, where they, you know, maybe hand, hand out, you know, like a, a Medal of Honor or something like that, or speak to a certain topic. Um, sometimes a president will go on the road to basically uh, sort of uh, try to drive home a certain issue, or uh, sometimes after the State of the Union address, they go on the road to promote whatever the idea is they're trying to bring forward in the next year. Um, so being a political town, a lot of it was really just covering um, your ele elected representatives and, and uh, whatever they're articulating. Um, you know, I would just say that uh, it was always interesting to do what we always refer to as picture stories. And as a matter of fact, I, uh, when I first got into the business, picture stories were uh, far more interesting to do than, than talking heads. And there were uh, quite a few picture stories to do that would just run the gamut on all kinds of things. Um, I, one, one time I got to shoot in some data centers. We had to take a picture of the root domain name server of Network Solutions, which was kind of funny that we were in the, this huge, um, data center with just thousands of computers and of course it was just it was one rack mounted computer that was all, all the way down at the floor it was almost impossible to get pictures of it but you'd get to see odd odd things that you would just never have a chance to see in life um uh, all kinds of stuff i just you know it's hard to recall everything over the years um anyhow what 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 else do you have in mind yeah, yeah, that's great. Like, it's a lot different than like the journalist we talked to because, you know, he would just go see what's there, like what's happening in the world now. And then he would just write an article on it. But obviously you being like a cameraman, you have to go and actually record people. And um, like, the next question I have is like, you know, what were some of the most interesting events or political scenarios you covered? Like, obviously, you know, you were there, um, like in 2001, when 9-11 happened with President George Bush in Florida. Like, was that the most interesting or like, like, if that wasn't the most interesting, like, could you talk about like, what was maybe the, like the best thing or not the best, but uh, the most intriguing thing that you covered? And then could you also literally um, talk a little bit about um, the whole scenario with 9-11? Because that one's like, really interesting sure. it's part of american history um well the 9-11 one obviously is the most sort of shockingly historic event i mean it, it was you know sort of uh, on the scale of like you know the pearl harbor attack um by japan i mean uh so that one was sort of you know made a huge impression it's 20 years ago but it's it's still a huge historical event there were others. Um, the first President Bush, George Herbert Walker Bush, um, he led a war against Iraq. It was called Desert Storm. And um, that was very interesting because he spent a lot of time traveling the United States 
talking about um, that the aggression of uh, Saddam Hussein should not be tolerated. He was preparing the country for war, I guess. And, um, you know, eventually he did tour. He did, you know, they did uh, move a lot of troops over there to eventually attack Iraq. Um, and he toured through uh, Saudi Arabia and um, the Middle East. I went on that trip and it was very interesting. Uh, just the chance to go places that you would have never seen on your own was uh, really uh, made it a lot of fun. So I got to see uh, parts of, well, I get to see a couple of cities in Saudi Arabia and, uh, and that was very interesting. Um, another huge one, the Clinton scandals, the Clinton impeachment, the Monica Lewinsky story um, was, was huge in its time. That started around 1997. Um, it's, it was very uncomfortable working in a White House where the president was literally being impeached and, and investigated and uh, ridiculed like hugely by members of Congress and the Senate and a lot of the, the public. Um, uh, Obama, that was a historical time because here you had the first African-American president, which was, um, you know, there's no escaping it. it. It was big news. And Obama uh, had a way of speaking. I, I would say he was the most inspirational speaker I have encountered yet in that office. He really had a, an ability to um, uh, speak in a positive light about things. And so he sort of took a high road, a moral high road in his, um, his, his view of the world and uh, the country and human rights. And that those sort of things. Um, Clinton also had a very sort of uh, motivational way of speaking, but I have to say Obama actually, his, his was kind of at a higher level. Um, he, he was always an inspirational speaker. Um, you know, uh, well, we had Trump, you know, I would, I was just going to call that the era of alternative facts and social media, because the social media, by that point in time, it was very clear that um, the social media factor uh, had just, just completely leapt over uh, legacy media outlets. Um, and, you know, it was very clear that the world had changed and uh, legacy media uh, wasn't getting a sort of a real crack at it anymore. Um, so that was, you know, that was very interesting, but I was only there for, for, uh, uh, the first two years of that. Um, I did some political campaigns, uh, quail in 1988, <laughs> I was vice president quail Gore in 88 as well. He was running back then before he, uh, ended up being Clinton's vice president. Then Clinton in 1992, then I did Clinton in 1996, and I did Bush in 2004. I mean, we flew all over the country. Uh, I, I've been to every state in the country. Um, what do you think was the last state I got to? <laughs> California? No, no, no. We went to California all the time. It has to do with the number of electoral votes. Last state, North Dakota. 
I think they only have like two or three electoral votes. So. I was going to guess Wyoming, but Wyoming that was pretty infrequent as well. But we, no, we did make trips to Wyoming. I can tell you that. Um, but North Dakota was the last one I made it to. Um, anyhow, I mean, there were so many memorable, memorable things along the way. It's almost difficult to sort of pull them all out into the forefront of my mind. I mean, covering um, the the presidents. On one hand, it was interesting, uh, and it, and you liked it. But on, on the other hand, you despised it because when a president would would start having a political crisis, and by the way, most of them are in political crisis probably like thirty percent of the time, if not worse. Uh, when they're having a crisis, it's your crisis too, because all of a sudden now you're working, you know, uh, twelve hours plus a day, like every day, and usually those types of things don't clear up after like a week or two. They tend to go on for months. So um, it was interesting, but um, it was too uh, sort of encompassing. And uh, that's, that becomes a strain at a point uh, to spend that many hours working. Um, I don't really, I guess you were asking for sort of the preeminent experience or what was my top experience. And I have to tell you, honestly, I didn't spend 40 plus years ranking things like what was at the top. I mean, I guess I can go back to, um, you know, 9-11, if you want me to go through that a little bit, I can I can detail that some more what what happened with that. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or I have a question about that. Um, so, like, obviously, you wrote this book, you know, 9-11 with the POTUS, which is linked in the description so the listeners can go and like, check it out. But it's about it's about an event that happened, like, 20 years ago. So, like, do you still remember, like, was it that chaotic that you still remember, like, all these all these moments vividly? Like, obviously, you know, Nid and I, we weren't alive then, but, like, um, you were torn or you were going around and like interviewing people and recording everything with the POTUS. So do you still remember like those events vividly? Like, was it that chaotic that you still remember them? Those particular events, I remember very vividly because it, it was really a mind numbing day. Um, it was just beyond anyone's imagination um, that, you know, somebody would take a civilian, uh, commercial aircraft and and take down buildings with them. So um, I remember it very vividly. And because I happened to be on the trip with Bush to Florida, um, I remember all of that. Now, I did take the time a number of years later to write down a bunch of it. And what helped me in uh, recalling a lot of it was since I was on the trip and with basically about 60 other press people whom I had worked with for years and some White House staff people who I knew over the years, I was able to go back and speak to some of my colleagues who were on that trip and interview them and get their accounts of what happened. So typically, if you work in the White House travel pool, your travel pool assignment would be for one day. And then the next day, um, a, uh, like they would just do it alphabetically with the TV networks. Like you'd have ABC would, would be the camera crew one day, then CBS the next day, then CNN the next day, then uh, Fox the next day, 
then NBC the next day, and then it would go back around to the top again and start with ABC again. So every five days, you would actually be the camera that was with the president at all times, you know, even on board Air Force One, in the motorcade, uh, wherever. Um, so I knew all the people who were the players. And so I, I went back and interviewed uh, about a half dozen people who consented and they were you know happy to do so. And um, so I was able to just sort of replicate the, the missing parts of the story that I didn't have because I was actually doing something else at that point in time. So that's, that's how I was able to piece a bunch of it together. And I really only spent uh, my time talking about the first five days, um, which, uh, you know, it, it, truthfully, it went on for, you know, another seven years because this happened in Bush's first year. And um, there weren't a lot of days where they concentrated on something other than terrorism or a war in a, the war in Afghanistan or the war in Iraq or bin Laden. Um, the entire remaining seven years of his presidency was pretty much uh, 100% into this the entire time. So, um, I mean, that's just sort of a broad brush of it. If you want me to go into details about what happened that day, I, I, I'm happy to do so. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of High School Not So Much Musical. Make sure to tune in to part two of our conversation with Mr. Carlson, where we talk about his first-person account of when President Bush was told that the first Twin Towers were hit and the events that occurred after that. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. High School Not So Much A Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal and Nitin Jaladanki. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.